This is the third of three successive Sundays in which we have heard from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As we talked about in previous Sundays, it's only in the sixth chapter of Luke that the Gospel writer begins to lay out in an extended way the content of Jesus' teaching. So today we're hearing the final two parts of what's called the Sermon on the Plain. Jesus 2,000 years ago, Luke when he writes this, and we hearing it today, Jesus is speaking in all of this to people who are trying to be his disciples, who are trying to put him at the center of their lives and to follow him. I hope that's you. If that's the case, please take this passage, open it up at home, just in the next couple of days. It's very graspable, and I hope you'll find that it's a blessing for a decision that all of us are going to make in the next couple of days, which I'll get back to later in this homily. Graspable. Every single one of us teaches other people how to live. Even if you think you're very isolated, you are not. We all teach one another how to live for good and for evil. Every day I make choices about what I say and what I do, my free choices, good and evil. I interact with other people. We all interact with other people. Other people experience how we choose to live, and we teach one another how to live, just in that simple dynamic, for the good and for the evil. Jesus says in the passage we we have just heard that every tree is known by its fruit. He's talking about human beings. If you are a good person, you act in good ways. If you act in evil ways, you are an evil person. A lot of us aren't comfortable with that. I do evil things, but really, fundamentally, I'm a good person. No, not necessarily. My evil actions reflect the real evil that is in me and who I fundamentally am. Only God judges that. Jesus also makes clear in that passage what we have from our Old Testament tradition. And we heard in the first reading, what we say reflects the core of who we are. A lot of us, particularly in our country, say, well, these words that I say or that I type these days that are really evil, they're they're not the real me. They are nothing but the real me. 99.99% of what we say reflects the heart of who we are, the core of who we are. Sometimes, obviously, we make mistakes and we correct ourselves. If that's not what I mean to say, that's not what I mean to say. What we say and what we do reveals who we are. So back to the teacher thing, I am revealing to you day by day, minute by minute, and teaching you the depth of who I am. That's with people in general and very important, every important relationship. Parents, teachers of children, children in many ways, teachers of parents, siblings, family members, classmates, neighbors, members of this community, any one of us in any leadership position, we teach others. Part of be- a big part of being a Christian is meant to be the happiness and the power and the fulfillment of teaching other people who Jesus Christ is. It's very straightforward. If I choose to actually live as a Christian, I choose to put Jesus at the center of my life. He is my teacher with a capital T. I learn from him how to live and how to love. If I put his love into practice, I grow in his truth and I teach other people his truth. I become an instrument of Jesus Christ in this world. That is what life is meant to always increasingly be as a Christian. It's meant to be filled with that joy and that power, and it's not to be taken for granted. 
by any Christian in any time or place. This week, we witnessed and we continue to witness one of the greatest outpourings of evil by evil people on this planet that I hope we'll ever witness, not because it's good, but I hope we won't see worse anytime soon in our lifetimes when Russians invaded Ukraine in 2022, not 17 or 1822, in Europe, not on some primitive island, in Europe with the experience of the horrors of the 20th century in Europe, not just known, but even cited in the process of this in the most upside down way, hundreds of thousands of Russians made the free choice to try to take over their neighbors. This is, indes I think it's indescribably evil because there's nothing whatsoever good about this. Often in situations of war, things are muddled. This is purely evil from top to bottom, from the despot who runs that country to the political, economic, military people who hold up the kleptocracy of Russia, to the soldiers who freely choose to drive those tanks and shoot those missiles at entirely innocent people. It is the unfolding of absolute evil in this world and an attempt to overthrow the order of the entire world in one way or another. I mention that not just because we're going to be praying for Ukraine as part of this mass, but because many of those people, of those Russians, claim to be Christian, starting with Putin. He's a baptized Russian Orthodox Christian. He wears a cross. Maybe the majority of the people who are perpetrating that evil claim to be disciples of Jesus Christ. I hope that hits you as hard as it hits me, and I hope it sends you to the mirror the way it sends me to the mirror. These are people who claim to be disciples of Jesus, but their words and their actions, what they're teaching one another, is evil. Where am I in all of this? So I find this passage really helpful. Jesus says in that passage, can the blind, can a blind person guide a blind person? Won't they both fall into a pit? Absolutely, literally true. If I do not see clearly the truth of Jesus Christ for real, I'm blind, and I'm going to lead other people who don't know that truth into pits. We're going to fall into pits. Jesus says in that passage, every disciple, when fully formed, becomes like his master. If I am a corrupt supposed Christian, and other people actually make the mistake of being taught by me, they are going to become corrupt, supposed Christians. The weight of responsibility of how I live my life is profound because people may turn out to be like me. Jesus says in that passage, it gives an image that most people are able to retain for a lifetime. You see a person and there's a splinter in, he uses the hit, in his eye, and you say to the person, let me remove that splinter from your eye while you don't even notice the wooden beam in your eye. I am meant, I notice people's sin. I witness it, I'm supposed to. I say, let me help you remove the sin from your life. Well, I'm supposed to do that while I don't even acknowledge 
the ginormous sin in my own life. Jesus says, remove the wooden beam from your eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the splinter from that person's eye. If I'm a true Christian, I acknowledge the reality of my sin first. I work to turn away from it and to lead a holy life. Then I can see clearly in Jesus how to help other people reform their lives. I do not know the judgment of those X hundred thousand Russians who are invading Ukraine. Their judge is Jesus Christ, and I trust that they will be held accountable eternally. I in no way, shape, or form think that the Russians who are invading Ukraine represent the 145 million people of Russia. In fact, we already see Russians standing up against their despotic leader. But I do know for sure that plenty of those Russians doing that evil have taught one another that it's acceptable or even good to invade Ukraine, and I do not want to be anything like them. I want to be an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. I want to be an authentic teacher of the love of Jesus Christ in this world. And I resolve in 2022 that I, seeing that evil, reject it. I reject it, and I am determined to become a much more authentic disciple of Jesus. So those circumstances and that passage lead to the decision every single one of us is going to make in the next three days. The time of year that God offers us through the grace of the church every year in which we most powerfully turn away from sin and try to grow in faithfulness to the gospel of Jesus is Lent. So Ash Wednesday is this upcoming Wednesday. It begins Lent, a period of six plus weeks in which sincere Christians all over this world make a decision that I'm going to prepare for the holiest days of the year by turning away from sin and trying to grow in faithfulness to the gospel. We can get into all the details of this starting on Wednesday and during Lent. Fundamentally, the spiritual exercise is to step back from my daily life, I'm still living my daily life, but to be much more serious one day at a time about the reality of my sinfulness and about my pursuit of holiness. You don't have to invent Lent for yourself. We'll be given the guidance through the coming together every Sunday and hearing the scripture and praying. We have a prayer guide available to everybody. We, you don't have to invent the whole thing, but you do have to choose, will you enter into this? I can guarantee you because of the grace that God gives us and the experience of this season, if you choose to enter and live Lent, it will be transformative. I don't know what the details of that are in your life, obviously, but I can guarantee you it will be transformative. I want to be transformed. I want to be less corrupt. I want to be less evil. I want to be more good and holy. I want to live Lent, and I hope you will. Thank you for listening. To learn more and to get involved, go to stpatrickparish.com.